have to say it that there is nothing that probably strikes fear more into the heart of homeschoolers than the idea of a homeschooling high school. I mean, there's teens and then there's transcripts and then there's teens. <laughs> so it can be a little bit of a daunting idea for most homeschoolers, but I'm here to tell you that it doesn't have to be. Homeschooling high school can be absolutely delightful. Hi, I'm Pam Barnhill, and I have helped thousands of homeschoolers create doable systems, beat burnout, and bring more joy to their homeschool days. Now, this is an interview episode, so let's get right into the good stuff. Ann Carrico homeschooled for 22 years and has graduated all five of her children. Uh, Her website, AnnieandEverything.com offers information and resources to help moms homeschool high school confidently. She's written three books about homeschooling high school, including the most recent one, Taming the Transcript, The Essential Guide to Creating Your Teen's Homeschool Transcript from Scratch Without Overwhelm. Anne also founded the really popular Facebook group, It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School, and she voices the It's Not Hard to Homeschool High School podcast. Oh, I think I got it all. Anne, welcome to the podcast. (laughs) Hi, thank you so much. (laughs) Well, we are so glad to have you here. And I knew when I wanted to talk about some of the worries that people have about homeschooling high school, that you were the perfect person to have on. So just (laughs) tell me to begin with, can it be done? Can I really do this? <laughs> well, considering I did it, then yes, it can be done. Any, you know, it's like Ratatouille, the movie Ratatouille and the, the French chef says anyone can cook. So yes, anyone can homeschool high school. If I did it, anybody can, it can be done. I did it five times and everybody got into colleges. Everybody got scholarships. It's, it's very doable. Very doable and very possible. Okay, so I think the next thing that kind of comes up for people is, okay, I'm willing to give this a try. I'm going to do this, but do I need to like hire out a bunch of this stuff? Mm. You know, and it's very easy to get intimidated about what homeschooling high school will entail, especially when you do a search online. Oftentimes the experts want to give you a big long list of things that you have to do in order to homeschool high school successfully or to get your kids into college or whatever. That's why all my stuff is called It's Not That Hard to Homeschool High School because no, you don't have to hire anybody out. You can design your family's homeschool high school experience to do you, to meet what you need to do, to to be within your comfort level. All of those things that everybody claims are are absolutely necessary or you're going to ruin your teen's life are not. And the reason I know that is because we didn't have any of that stuff. So whether it's dual enrollment or honors courses or AP courses or, um, you know, volunteering or winning the national spelling bee or whatever you think your kid has to do in order to be successful at homeschooling high school, most of it is absolutely not necessary, just not necessary at all. So um, no, you should not have to hire anybody out. As a matter of fact, your teens will mostly be teaching themselves by the time they're finished with high school. Okay. Yeah. I love that. That sounds awesome. Like if we could just get like sixth graders to do that. (laughs) So, well, what about college opportunities? I know, I think this is one thing that uh, homeschool parents, I mean, I've heard of friends who, you know, were homeschooled themselves, went to college and their parents put them in high school at the end because they were afraid their kids wouldn't be able to get into a good school. So Mm -hmm. what about that? 
Well, and I feel like as homeschoolers, we put a huge burden on ourselves for what kind of school we need to get our kids into as well. You know, all homeschoolers don't have to shoot for the top. And so when you're shooting for a school that is actually reasonable, then it becomes very doable to get kids in there. I always tell uh, parents, don't try to make the kid fit the school. Go find the school that fits the kid. There are so many colleges of so many levels out there, so many different emphases, you know, private, public, big, small. You can find whatever you need out there and you can find the school that your kid will look good to. And when you find that school, that's the one they're going to be successful at. That's the one you're going to get the most scholarship money from. And uh, you don't you don't need to find anybody to do that for you. And you certainly don't need to put them into public high school to do that either. I love that. I love that so much because if you have a kid for whom Harvard is a really good fit, then your kid is probably going to look good to Harvard (laughs) when it comes to the admission process. And yeah, that I love that view of looking at it, that if the kid is a good fit for the school, then the kid is probably going to look good to the school in the admission process. And just in case you're wondering, like it's totally possible for homeschoolers to get into Harvard, Princeton, and Yale. And if it's a good fit for them, they're going to look good in that Mm -hmm. process. Yeah, yeah. I, I love it. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about writing transcripts because I think this is one of the places where people get tripped up um, and think, well, maybe I've got to go find a, an umbrella school or I've got to find some kind of accredited program to join or something like that. It You really don't have to, right? That is so true. As a, fact, fact, as a matter of fact, my last book is called Taming the Transcript and it walks you, you know, beginning to end what it takes to make a, that document. Please remember that the transcript is just a document. That's all it is. And it is a document that has three things on it. And that's it. It's got the courses your kid took during high school, the grades your kid earned, and the credits that you gave them for those courses. That's all that is mandatory. I mean, other than identifying information and, you know, dates and things, but um, that's the main information that's on a transcript. So it doesn't have to have any of their extracurricular activities on there. It doesn't have to have any kind of test scores on there. It's literally just a list of those three items. And when you realize that that's all it is, it becomes very easy to put one together. Now, if you have, you know, computer experience and you can format things well, then you can totally make one completely from scratch for yourself. That's what the book is about. I also sell a template, which is a PDF that you can just tab from square to square. It's already formatted. And all you have to do is put your kids information in there. There are all sorts of templates online that you can find as well. It's just a matter of taking the data that you already have. You already know what courses your kid took and what grades they earned and plugging it into a formatted document. That's really all it is. Yeah, I think sometimes we get this idea like I've got to write course descriptions, but if you're calling things like English 1, English 2, English 3, English 4, you don't have to write course descriptions and stuff for that. Just, you know, standard names, grades, course and the descriptions dates. don't Yeah, course descriptions don't belong on a transcript. If the college asks for course descriptions, and that's going to be your higher tier colleges, most of your ordinary colleges are not going to ask for course descriptions. But even so, if any college does, that is a separate document that is not part of the transcript. And I have resources about course descriptions on my site as well. I see. I knew you would. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So what about opportunities? Because, um, and I know now we're talking like a a post-COVID world and things like that. So there's all, you know, but 
how do I make sure that my teens get the opportunities, um, get enough really? That is, that is a great question. And it's one that's near and dear to my heart because I actually had a conversation with a mom one day whose kids were in public school and I was telling her we were homeschooling ours. And she said, oh, well, my, my kids are in public school because I don't want them to miss out on any opportunities. And she was rather, you know, about it. And I bit, bit my tongue at the time. And then I went home and wrote a blog post about it, about all the different ways that homeschoolers can actually have better or at least different opportunities. You know, public school opportunities are not better. They might be different, but they're not better. And we can find opportunities for our kids as we homeschool. And sometimes homeschool opportunities are better. For instance, my daughter played violin. She could practice three to four hours a day as a homeschooler, which is what she wanted to do to get ready for college entrance. She would not have been able to do that if she were going to public school. So that was an opportunity that homeschool provided her. Um, there are all sorts of community activities now that kids can get involved in travel, you know, athletic teams and community symphonies. And then there's your art lessons and your volunteering is another way to, you know, have opportunities. Um, and then don't forget all the opportunities that they miss out on that we want them to miss out on that happen at the public school. You know, we're talking the drugs, the sex, the common core, the government mandated things that happen there as homeschoolers. That was in for our family. That was one of the things we wanted to avoid. So those are opportunities we're happy they never had. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That That's like that totally goes both ways. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. OK, so. My my last thing is, you know, my oldest, she is uh, 16 and then mm-hmm. I have younger kids. So right. can I really homeschool high school if I have younger kids? And then we have some families who have high schoolers and kids even younger than mine, all the way down to toddlers. So yeah. how do you make that work? Yeah, well, I always encourage that as the kids are getting into high school and progressing through high school, that you have them learn more and more independently so that by the time senior year rolls around, they're doing their entire day on their own, you know, scheduling their day, learning all the subjects on their own, doing all their daily work, even correcting their daily work on their own so that the mom only has to really correct things like chapter tests and final projects or papers. Um, That frees up mom a whole lot to be continuing to deal with the younger kids who need her more. And it teaches the teen incredible skills for college that they're going to need. So that's something that makes it very possible. And you, of course, with morning time, you know how you can fit your teen in with morning time and all the younger kids and make that happen. And then the teen can split off and do their own thing. There's all sorts of solutions for how to still be homeschooling as a family when you have a high schooler in the mix. And it doesn't mean that mom has to try to kill herself to to get everywhere. You know, one of the things I think has been the most surprising to me and that I have loved so much is I've, you know, I've got one now who's a junior and then one who is a freshman is how little our homeschool has changed. You know, Mm -hmm. like you think, oh, like now we're going to be in high school and it's this big thing. And I still follow the same process that I followed before where I'm like, hey, what are you guys interested in? Okay, well, let's find something like this year it was chemistry, right? This was what they wanted to do. They wanted to do kitchen chemistry. And so (laughs) I found a great high school level class online and we've been doing that class. And, but it's, it's the same process that we've always followed. It's like nothing, you know, the earth didn't shake or anything like that. We just kept doing (laughs) what we had always been doing. We're just, you know, it's a little more, it takes a little longer out of our day, but um, yeah. Yeah. It's the same. And you might need to do a little bit more record keeping. You yeah, know, but that's, that's yeah. it really. I agree with you. It's just the same thing you've always been doing. 
I love it. Okay. So you have a new book that you are working on that is all about grading and paperwork in high school. So you gave us the transcript solution, but now tell us a little bit about what this book is going to be about. Yeah, because again, we get so bogged down. We think we, we, as, as homeschool moms, we have these ideas about what really is involved with grading and that everything has to be tickety boo. And you know what? I used to be a public school teacher and I have some tips and tricks up my sleeve to make this whole, and and it's high school, right? So it counts now and it's going to go on their transcript and um, that's, that can get really intimidating. So I've got some tips and tricks up my sleeve to make it easier. I've got some organization ideas so that, you know, um, we're not taking so much time out of our day. I do a session on this at the great homeschool conventions. And so I'm going to take what's in that session and put it in book form with, you know, forms and all of that good stuff to make it really applicable and easy to follow. Okay. So does that mean it'll be out by March? Is that what you're That is for? the plan. Okay. That is the plan. Yes, okay. ma'am. So if, <laughs> if this book sounds like something you need and why wouldn't it, if you're homeschooling high school, cause I can tell you, I need a copy, um, then look for, look for it in the spring of next year. And then we're also going to link to all of these wonderful blog posts and resources that Anne was telling us about, including her books, um, in the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So, Anne, thank you so much for coming on and helping us with some of these fears and concerns about homeschooling high school. Always a pleasure, Pam. Thanks so much. See, I told you you could do it, and you totally can. Now, if you would like links to any of Anne's books or the other resources that we chatted about today, you can find them on the show notes for this episode of the podcast. Now, we are heading into our winter hiatus here on the 10 Minutes to a Better Homeschool podcast. We're going to be taking the rest of November and December off, but never fear, we will be back in January with more great episodes for you. Until then, keep on homeschooling. Thank you.